Today, it's your mid-year financial checkup. We got to make sure that you're doing exactly what you need to be doing at this time of the year. This is the Seven Figures Podcast, smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. Seven Figures is sponsored by Family First Credit Union. When it comes to financial education, earning and learning go hand in hand. And Family First is here to help you and the greater Rochester community with both. Okay, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here, for listening every week to the Seven Figures podcast. New episode goes up every Friday. If you subscribe, you'll get the notification. There are a lot of people who um, who are just joining us. First ever episode. Welcome. We're glad that you're part of our community, women who want to be financially confident. Our goal is to make you feel great about your finances. You are in control. You know exactly what's going on. So we like to give you not only inspirational advice, but also practical financial advice. And that's where our good friend Erica Cummings comes in. Every month, the first Friday of the month, VP at Morgan Stanley, Erica Cummings, you coined it the year of financial wellness. Absolutely. And if you want to scroll back, if this is your first episode with us, with Erica, um, go back to some of the other episodes. Your Guide to Making 2019 the Year of Financial Wellness helping you put together a financial plan, investing basics that will help you build wealth, how to catch up on saving for retirement, and how much money do you really need in retirement. So those are the topics we've covered so far. If you have been diligently listening, and even if you're putting in 50% of the effort, I promise you at the end of the year, you're going to feel so much better and feel so much more secure in having an understanding of, of where you're at, and a lot of those scary feelings when you're making decisions uh, will hopefully be assuaded a bit after having listened and done some of these activities. That's what it is. You just nailed it. It's it's really the feeling of, oh, I mean, it's just an incredible, incredible feeling that we all want you guys to feel that it's like there is no stress. Oh, the car needs new brakes. Okay, yeah, I have the money for that. You know, exactly. it's, it's that point in your financial life that is just remarkable. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, so now this is mid-year, and I cannot believe that, by the way. I can't either. As we're getting ready for the kids to get done with school, it's shocking. Every year we say this, but I do feel like it gets faster and yeah, faster it does. and faster. <laughs> And that might be because we're getting older. <laughs> it might be. I also, my kids are at that point where, you know, you want them to not grow up. So I think that's part of it, too. Is yeah. They're at that perfect age where they're still nice and want to be around us, but they're independent. So it's really hard to see the time fly. So it's kind of nice when we can take care of some of these other things so that uh, really you can be present in your life. And this is one of the big reasons why I am real passionate about people gathering themselves together financially because it allows you to put this aside in the sense that you're not constantly occupying your brain with the stress because you you have a handle on it and you can be more present with the things that you love or the people that you love. It's obvious that during the holidays, we mm-hmm. spend a lot of money, probably one of the, the times that we spend the most amount of money. Is summer a close second? Because I feel like there's so much pressure to spend money during the summer months. There's so much, oh, look at what the neighbors are doing and all the trips they're going on. We have to catch up and do the same. Yeah. So when we look at the different seasons, I'm not even sure if Rochester has a spring anymore. Uh, but if we, <laughs> we look at 
we go from, I think, 30 to 80, or hopefully yeah, we right. get to 80 at some point. <laughs> um, but we, uh, we tend to spend slightly more during the quote-unquote winter season because it does include the holidays and it does include the February break. So by February, we've had already sometimes three to four months of that doom and gloom weather and and we want to get out. And so we're also paying a premium because they're during the kids break. Mm, so, yeah. so you definitely spend slightly more during the winter season than you do during the actual summer season. But the summer season is a close second. Feels like there's always something, right? You got the holidays and then you're trying to pay off those holiday bills in January. Yeah. Then you got the February vacation. Okay. Then yeah. you're trying to recover from that. And now we're I mean, the summer programs with camps and all. And then at this point in time, if you're on, um, you know, a club team of some sort, they're already asking for your investment for next year. Yes, they are. Yeah. So you when especially parents, this is not really a time of year where I I remember when the kids were done with daycare and I thought that that was going to be the moment in time that I could dance a jig in the driveway because. (laughs) We had a little we had a little break until we started paying for college and and it really isn't because if you're a parent and you're working full time, that doesn't end in the summer. So the camps start and then if your kids are playing sports, there's the specialized camps that a lot of parents want to send their kids to. Um, so really you do have that year round expense when you have children. But even if you are if your kids are out of the house or if you don't have children, we tend to see a little bit of freedom from our work life during the summer. Things slow down a bit and especially we can what's nice is we can speak specifically to the Rochester area. We know that the summertime we get such a short period of time that we want to fill it with everything. We want to go to every festival. We mm. want to take advantage of every single nice day. And so we do end up doing a little bit more. We definitely end up making more um, spontaneous decisions. There's more barbecues. There's all of these things that don't necessarily create a quote-unquote vacation like we do say in February where we're going away to some warm location and we're paying for airfare and we're paying for hotels and all-inclusive vacations, things like that. But during the summer, it's this, this, it's this two months of let's just soak it up because we know what's coming again. Yeah. And so uh, really... What I want to focus on today is just how do we keep control of your cash during the summer? And then some quick tips on we're in June, it's mid-year, we've focused a lot every month on what we should be doing to become financially secure. What should we be doing at this point? Anything we should be revisiting and then what we should be planning for that we'll be discussing over the next few months. Okay. Um, you know, as much as we say that the year is flying, we still have a good uh, almost seven months left for us to be able to either catch up for those that haven't been listening or maybe couldn't find the time or maybe just haven't gotten around to doing some of the tasks that we set. And then also for everybody. Uh, where we should be looking down the road for some things that are going to creep up quicker than we think. Okay, perfect. So let's start with the tips on how to manage the summer budget. Because that, like you like you mentioned, all those things, they're not really, you know, planned expenses. No. So you can't really save for summer unless, do you think that's a good idea if we have like a summer fund? Yeah, I think you do need to look at this, you know, take a few extra minutes and just plan your budget 
for the summer. So here are four things that I think are great tips for kind of keeping control of your cash. So number one, do your best to try and set your social calendar. So look at what your plans are, whether people are coming to visit out of town, friends and family, or you're going to visit. If you can do your best to plan for it, then you can kind of budget around these. So if you know you're having people coming and you're going to be entertaining and that's obviously going to add to your grocery and whatever you're going to be planning to do for these people that are coming to stay with you or to to have parties and, and barbecues with, you may want to then say, you know what, let's not go out to dinner this week or let's not buy that latte because... We have it on the calendar that this is coming up and we know we're going to be spending a little bit more money. Um, just try and set your social calendar as early as you can so that it gives you time to save up for either the visits to you or the visits that you'll be taking to other people. So the first thing is to kind of look at, you know, the kids are getting done with school in the next couple of weeks. So really take a look at July and August and plan out. We all know we generally do something for 4th of July and we like to August seems to be the month that a lot of people like to go away. Um, we have Labor Day weekend. We certainly like to um, get that last bit of summer in before it's back to school and back to reality again. So just kind of do the best you can to plan. We we have the ability to plan for things like Thanksgiving and different holidays in the in the end of the year because we know when they are. Yeah, and right. so we we could do a better job planning. Or for there is an actual vacation that we're planning for. In this case, these are these little pop-up things that come up that we just want to try and get a grasp on if we can. Okay. Having said that, we have to also plan for being spontaneous. So here we are trying to set a perfect schedule, but we know that the summer is all about freedom. There's For some people, the workload gets a little bit um, lighter during the summer. We have the kids in less of a structured situation. We're not worrying about homework as much. So there are opportunities for you to go and spontaneously get a round of, of miniature golf or grab an ice cream or, you know, do those little fun family summer nights. The nights get to be a little bit longer and you don't have to worry about getting the kids maybe up so early or even if they do have to get up early, they don't have to be focused on school. So you want to also plan for the fact that there will be these last minute spontaneous decisions. So maybe just put a line in your budget that, just allows for you to be able to spend that $20 on an ice cream night. So as you're putting together your calendar, also say, well, maybe we will lighten up in these particular areas because we want to make sure we have a little bit of wiggle room to be spontaneous during the summer. You don't Mm -hmm. want to be second guessing all of these um, small expenses. And you also don't want to get yourself into a situation where those small expenses become much bigger expenses when you add them all up. True. Right. Right. You don't want to charge that ice cream and keep paying for it for the next few months. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But you do want to spend that time with your family. I mean, this is the time to really create those memories. So you're right. A hundred percent. Yep. So you want to plan for, try and set your social calendar the best that you can. So you actually have dates that you save for, but then also plan for those spontaneous nights where you're able to really have some great family time and you don't want to second guess an ice cream cone. Okay. The third thing, and I love this because I do feel like we're constantly on the go. So this particular task is not difficult for me is to choose a staycation over a vacation. So it's a getaway that's heavy on fun and light on the spending. So staying home, Rochester has so much 
going on in the summer. So much. So instead of planning an expensive vacation where you travel, plan to soak up all that Rochester has to offer in the two months that we get really nice warm weather. So go to the festivals, look for the different picnics that they have in the barbecues, look for activities that are fun and that can kind of fit within a budget that allows you to not really feel guilty about it. What do you say to your kids? Because I know there's a lot of parents who deal with this. The, oh, so-and-so is going away here, and so-and-so is all my friends. And you know how kids are overdramatic, right? Everybody I know is going away, and we are here. What do you say to your kids? To Well, I think that part of it is having your kids understand that every family situation is different. And educating them on the fact that it's not about what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. So you can have just as much fun. Most of the time what your kids want is is to be with you and to be entertained and to have fun. And I think that we have gotten to a point in society where that equates to expensive Yeah expensive vacations or expensive gifts or whatever it might be. You take a a kid to the lake for the day and you really engage with them. They are going to remember that more than if you took them to an amusement park and virtually spent no one-on-one time together. Yeah. And so you might have to deal with a little bit of the complaining, um, the complaint train, we call it in our household. (laughs) You say the complaint train is pulling into the station and the ambulance might be taking them away. Um, <laughs> and I could hear your husband doing the sound effects as you say yes, that. <laughs> exactly, yes. But you'd be surprised that once they start to get into it, if you are into it. So obviously if you're going to the zoo and you're on your phone the whole time, then mm. that's not going to be a fun experience for them. But you're looking for ways that you can really, and even if you're, we're not talking about kids, for you, Go take a walk in the in you know the woods or down a trail somewhere and just just spend some time by yourself. You'd be surprised how much that can re-energize yeah, you. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to spend sixty dollars at a yoga class. You could actually just go and be with nature, listen to some podcasts, find ways to be a little bit more mindful. Yeah. And we um, totally get it. Erica and I are moms. We understand the stress of how your kids will nag you that your life isn't as great as somebody else's. And it gets when you're dealing with, you know, financial situations where you you're not in full control, it's stressful. And then to hear your kids whine about it, it it, it yeah. takes a lot to try to be patient and explain to them, OK, this is why. But you can do it. You can. You can. And last night was a perfect example. We got home. The kids set up the goals to play soccer and we're sitting outside. The next thing you know, the dads are in the game and the kids had a blast for two Uh hours. So much so that it was almost eight o'clock and we forgot about dinner. So (laughs) you really and and the kids that cost nothing. It cost zero dollars. And the kids were so excited that they forgot that they weren't eating. And these are children that ask for seven snacks a day. Right. They forgot that they didn't even have dinner yet. So well, that's a way to save money too, Erica. Just don't yeah, feed the that's kids. True. Just skip meals. Exactly. Yeah. It's a really good no. way. Exactly. <laughs> but they, okay. well, dinner was at six and we missed it because you were having too much fun. <laughs> okay. That's good. Okay. So now yeah. we, we all feel like we're not alone in this. We can do no. it. Okay. Staycation. 
Yeah. Yay, staycation. Okay. Yeah. And I love a staycation because to me, there's a lot of stress involved when you're going somewhere too. So just think of all of that laundry you don't have to do after a week of going away. Sure. Think of all that packing because yeah. it always falls on mom. Sure. To make sure everybody has everything. And then you're stressed <laughs> that you didn't plan it. And so just think of all those things you don't have to worry about. And you actually maybe get to lay outside and read a book. And um, I, I think there's a there's so much to just staying at home and making sure that you don't stay home and then decide, okay, I'm going to do all of these things on my to-do list. This is still a vacation. Yeah, that's my struggle. My husband hates when we have staycations because I always, you know, a to-do list. Let's uh, let's fix this part of the house or let's do this or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't no, like don't. these bushes. I think we need to remove these bushes from our landscaping, you know. Yes, you have to make a conscious decision that this is still a vacation. Yeah, yeah. And that you, if you were to go away, you wouldn't be getting that done anyway. Right. So just enjoy okay. your house. Enjoy, like I said, we have, go to a Red Wings game, go to the zoo. Sure. There's so much that can be done that are, that's relatively inexpensive. Last thing is do your best. And this is always, we say this is do your best to pay cash whenever you can. Mm. So this way you are, it, it's always harder and it always hurts more when you're handing over real money. And so if you do your best during the summer, if you tend to spend more in the summer, if you do your best to try and pay for those ice cream cones with cash, um, you'll just be a little bit more conscious of all the decisions that you're making throughout the summer. So this way you don't derail uh, some of the good things that you've done up until this point. Okay. So as a mid-year checkup, what should we be doing right now? Yeah. So first of all, for those of you that have either, like I said, been listening or um, been you know, kind of trying to put this together, but not there. Or for those of you who just started, it's not too late. It's only June. There's plenty of time to go back to the earlier podcast and start to get a handle on what we've been working on up until this point. Um, but the things that I think we want to make sure is, are, are we meeting the goals that we set for the year? So if, if you um, had resolutions, for example, Think about if you were looking to lose weight, you would kind of look at yourself and say, okay, am I, am I summer ready? And you can either decide I'm not, and I'm just going to not care. And we all know how that feels, or we're going to say, okay, every day I can get better and better and better. So are you meeting the goals you had for the year? And if not, remind yourself why you started them in the first place. So Mm. why, why am I, um, you know, why am I making these plans? Why have I decided to focus on this? And just kind of take some time to look at where you're at and are you meeting the goals you set for yourself? And if not, why and where can you kind of start to tweak things? Okay. One of the things is, has your savings been growing? So we've been talking about making sure that we have um, a handle on those emergency funds. People who have the hardest time saving are often the ones that need those emergency funds the most. So... We really want to make sure, if for nothing else, that we've gone back, we've kind of looked at our budget and looked for ways that we could set aside extra cash in the event that, you know, something happens short term that you need to have uh, money readily available to either, you know, pay for something that broke in the house or if you lost your job temporarily. We want to make sure that that savings has been growing. If not, no time like the present. The other thing is taking advantage of your employer benefits before year end. So we talked about earlier in the year that 
We have ways to be contributing, whether it's through your 401ks or IRAs or whatnot. Um, Your employer benefits, it's harder and harder to catch up and take advantage of matches and things like that if we are waiting till October to do it. Because now you're starting to take larger chunks out of your paycheck at a time when things are getting more expensive in order to take advantage of some of those employer benefits where you could be spreading it out still over about seven months if we started now. So just kind of take a look at what's out there and be making sure that you're taking advantage of those benefits. Have you been looking at your credit reports? So again, going back to what was so important, just a reminder, be checking on those credit reports. Two big things that this is a perfect time for is checking your tax withholding. Last year, a lot of people got bit at the end of the year because the tax plan changed and some people didn't change their withholdings accordingly. So all of a sudden, here we are. We had all this nice, maybe extra money in our paychecks along the way because we hadn't changed our withholdings, but now your refund wasn't as large or maybe you actually owed money. So we want to make sure that we have adjusted our tax withholdings accordingly. Um, Kind of look at last year. If you work with an accountant, check with them to make sure that you're not going to end up with a big surprise at the end of the year. Now, for the people that always counted on a big tax return and this year they didn't receive it, it's because they got it throughout the year. They may have not even noticed. Isn't that isn't that a good spot to be in, though? Don't you not want to get a huge refund and you don't want to owe a lot either? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you want to, the sweet spot would be, obviously, to come out almost at zero. So yeah. you don't owe anything, but you're not getting anything back. Because if you are getting a large return, then that means that that's money that is sitting with the government that you could be putting to work elsewhere. Right. However, there are some people, and I, you know, I think this is one of those situations where it's very much an emotional connection. So there's something about getting that money back, especially when you get it back in the beginning of the year and you do have those holiday bills. It's almost a forced savings plan for those people that have a hard time doing it on their own. And that's why you still have so much pushback because people were very used to getting that few thousand dollars in order to help offset holiday costs. Yes, you absolutely got it in your paycheck throughout the year, but we're living our lives every day. You may have thought it was a little bump. We may have thought that that was the, the tax savings that the, um, the new tax plan was giving us. And we just didn't think about, okay, what was that going to mean come April 15th? Mm, yeah. So we've had a year, take your lumps if you had some and figure out how not to be in that situation. Now, if you don't want to change it and you are going into this with your eyes wide open, perfect. Really, you just want to make sure that you're not going to end up owing anything. So if you owed last year, there's a pretty good chance you're going to owe this year. So you may want to start changing those withholdings now so that they're incremental changes every paycheck as opposed to having to write a check. Okay. Okay. So that's a big one that um, mid-year is perfect for. The other thing, even though we don't want to have time fly like it is, is we really need to start thinking about holiday savings. The best way to not get the holiday hangover is to not have overspent and have those credit card bills because it's real easy to get sucked into that. It's a it's wonderful time of year where you want to do for people and you want to make everything perfect. And so we tend to just swipe that card and swipe that card and think, okay, well, I'm doing this now, instant gratification. I'll worry about it later, worry about it later, worry about it later. 
And then we start the year off, which is supposed to be a time where you feel rejuvenized and you're ready to make changes and be excited. And instead, you're going into the year with stress. So again, cash is king. So if you can start to put aside money where instead of having to use that credit card for most of your holiday expenses, you have this little bucket set up where you can actually use cash, that would be ideal. So just start to think about how can I put a little bit aside, even if it's a tiny bit, it's still going to feel better than going in there with with absolutely nothing. And so now is the time, as, as crazy as it sounds, we've still got six more months before we have to start really planning for those expenses when we get to November is when we start to buy presents and start to think about the bigger meals that we have to pay for. Really start thinking about how, even if it's $5 a week, $10 a week, any little bit is going to feel better than going in there with nothing. And again, it goes back to the feeling of just alleviating that stress, that awesome feeling that you will be 100% present during the holidays because now you already have the funds to uh, exactly awesome yes yes it's um yeah it's been uh it's been a long road for us to to kind of get this put together for the last six months i've said it many times when we've had these um, discussions that this is not easy this is sometimes ripping a band-aid off a really really big wound and i sympathize with how difficult and how emotional these tasks can be. I really want to encourage everyone that this is not too late. This is not a situation where we have to worry that um, I, I haven't been doing anything the past few months. This is something that can be done at any point in time. You just have to dig in. Uh, for, so for those of you that have been following along, congratulations. And um, we have a lot more good information through the end of the year. Awesome. 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 Erica Cummings, VP at Morgan Stanley. You can find her the easiest way. Erica always says it, just Google Erica Cummings, but I'll put the link right directly to you on our show notes. And uh, you can reach out to Erica directly. If you need more information and guidance, you are spectacular. Thank you so much for dedicating time with us every month. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy it. Next week on the podcast, a passion of hers was to refurbish furniture. That passion has created an incredible business. The Purple Painted Lady, Trisha Kuntz, joins the conversation next week. You have a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you next Friday. And we raise a glass or a cup of coffee or a bottled water, whatever is in your hand, and we proudly say cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at Sandy at rochesterbuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Seven Figures podcast. Smart money strategies for women.